Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 388. Hopefully you guys have had a great weekend, I know I have. Got a great show lined up for you tonight, we've got Double Banked in the house tonight. How you guys doing? You want to tell us how you're doing, and of course, where we can find you guys? We are doing great um, on this lovely Sunday evening. I can't tell you the last time I saw 11:30. So thanks for keeping me awake. <laughs> um, my name is Sharon Ann, and you can find us on Instagram and online at clanann.com, but also at our individual uh, handles at Sharon Ann Husbands and at Carolann underscore Carolann. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it. I think so. Yeah. Well, and, I believe we're forgetting. Caroline and Sharon Ann, you can see behind us, we have a cutout of the other personas. So these two have been performing in drag for a long time together in all kinds of venues. And so a couple of years ago, I reached out to my niece and nephew, Joe and Jen of North Star Genetics and said, I think I'm ready to start. And so Joel sent me some stuff and I don't know. And then we got locked down and I said, okay, well, we're going to grow serious now. And I planted banana cheesecake and next thing I know, we're making butter and we're selling cookies. This is magic the way it happened. <laughs> nice, nice. Thanks, Joel and Jen. Joel and, yeah, they are great folks. They have helped me out around here quite a bit and getting things going and spreading out some genetics around the community and as far as you know for a long time now putting some player genetics into the community i have nothing but great things to say about joe and john for sure, for sure so uh usually we get to find out about uh cannabis and uh, what people what led people to their cannabis journey so you guys want to tell me ultimately uh when you when you started cannabis and what ultimately drew you to the plant? <laughs> wow! So I think I I think I first encountered cannabis in seventh grade, and uh, man, did I build a mean dam in the stream that day! <laughs> and I knew that I had big things in front of me. <laughs> and then in in. Uh, and my freshman year in college, I saw the Grateful Dead for the first time. 125 shows later, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, it's just I don't know. I write, I write comedy. It helps me be more creative. It loosens me up, and you know, lets me see other other opportunities. And uh, wow, we promote it. Yeah, absolutely. My story is a little different. I didn't start smoking until college. And even in college, I didn't do it a whole lot. But then I don't know what, 25, 26, it was the flip. I, I left alcohol behind and I jumped on the cannabis and I had <laughs> And for me, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm retired now. So this is what I'm doing in retirement. So I started smoking in this probably the really early, early 70s when I was really young and always wanted to grow, always, always wanted to grow and maybe how many years ago? 18 years ago? Yeah, yeah. 
I planted some in the farmer's field, a whole row in the farmer's field. I pulled up a row of corn and planted a row of pot of plants that I had sex in the basement. I bought an Ed Rosenthal book and I was doing it. And, and actually I grew a lot of pot that year, but of course it was all trash. And then we didn't smoke pot for maybe 15 years. No, eight. Eight years. Okay. Well, anyway, we're potheads again. <laughs> but I really well, love it. it. And I, I see your grow tents back there. I'm really, what do you have back there? Oh, I'm currently right behind me. I have um, in the front row here, I have a strain that is called Xmas. It's, uh, it's pretty much that uh, piney strain that I'm that we remember from like that, you know, early 90s era there, you know, when we'd get a hold of some pines around that Christmas time. And then behind that, I have the Tiger King It's back there. It was a strain that uh, White Feather Girls sent me and I was, I just, I had, to, I had to drop it. I had to see what the Tiger King was about. And it's been a beast to be honest with you. That thing took off and, and it has yet just stopped. It's just bushed and bushed and bushed out. So that's what's going right back there. I believe uh, right here I have a little bit of a six shooter from uh, Empire Breeding Co. Uh, basically what you see, you know, here behind me. But uh, yeah, all new, all new. So I have yet to even sample any of the above. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I like when you get the new ones in the in the garden. You know, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. The trim I absolutely love. You know, at that point, like I said, you don't know what you're going to get. So you're like scraping the scissors for, for every little bit of charas or, you know, scissor hash you can get so you can get that sample of what you got there and then the anticipation alone will kill you, I think, sometimes, uh, growing all new strains. Uh, so, I mean, would, do you guys remember what kind of strains that you were smoking on there when you first uh, started smoking? Well, it was always John. Oh, my God. God when we, I started smoking in the 70s, and it was brown weed from Mexico or right. something, right? You're still and pressing so the block. It was yeah. like compressed so much and you had to like pick at it with your fingers to loosen it up. And and when you smoked it, it tastes like dirt, right? Yeah, dirt weed. That was, you know, you're in seventh grade, man. You're <laughs> like, wow. So yeah, like three or four years ago when I reached out to Joe and he sent some seed and we grew it, it was like, oh my God, I don't remember this. <laughs> the plants were like, powerful you know it was a whole different world so i've had banana cheesecake alive for i don't know three years the mother alive just planting that plant and it's just a beautiful plant every time i do it so i'm curious to know you know how much you used of course the smoke was different you know what i mean maybe perhaps a little bit stronger from when you initially grew but how was the plant structure I'm curious to know from that row in the cornfield versus, you know, the stuff that he dropped you a few years ago. Yeah, that, that row in the cornfield, you know, I, I grew them in uh, solo cups, which is, you know, 16 ounce cups, put a hole in the bottom and put the seeds in there, sex them all under 
fluorescent lights in the basement. So they weren't very strong, but I did get females out there and I probably put 50 or 60 plants out in a row. And I definitely got a hedge that grew every bit as tall as the corn. So where the corn got a lot of water or it was in a low area that had water, if it got six or seven foot tall, that's how tall the weed was. But there was a lot of um, hermaphrodite branches a lot of that kind of thing going on. You know, even though they were sex, there was still a lot of seed ended up in there. So uh, as you guys progressed there, I mean, was it an instant draw? I mean, was it, was it one of those things that, you know, some people say they don't even, you know, necessarily get high or medicated the first round. Was that true to you guys or you know did you guys run with it after that was it one of those things where you smoked it and you're like yeah this is right <laughs> this is yeah. right this has got to yeah, be absolutely. <laughs> i could never really handle alcohol too much how <clears throat> i could do <laughs> it's always been a uh, my choice of weapons myself as far as things to kind of relax with you know i haven't drank in a very long time and i'm glad that cannabis won that war to be honest with you because <laughs> yeah. uh alcohol always led to bad things for me but i've always managed to keep my sanity and uh, do the right thing with cannabis that's for sure so uh what what kind of uh Terps do you guys enjoy? What type of uh, cannabis do you guys prefer? Indica, sativas, uh, as far as that goes, and the flavors. I'm curious about as well. So I thought that I always uh, would just prefer indica. Just stinky, put you in the couch and just forget about it. That's what I was looking for. And then Joel and Jen introduced us to some sativas and some really nice hybrids. And uh, wow, I have a different uh, respect for that, for dayweed, <laughs> you know, like go out and do a project and, and get some shit done. That's, that's uh, really uh, a sort of broadband marijuana, <laughs> you know? That was like the jungle fruit was like that. Oh my God, jungle fruit. Very creative and could just do stuff. You didn't get all mm -hmm. sleepy. You know, that one made you laugh though uncontrollably <laughs> so uh as far as flavors is there any in certain uh flavors that you guys prefer pines the lemons the gas the earthy tones well we just Everybody's did a fat that, that, that really has a i don't know what what do you say it was dank it's jerry like dank to me it tastes like gasoline <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know yeah, the lemony ones are very nice, right? Like you had some of that earlier today, and it 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 it's a nice flavor. What up ended up happening for uh, probably to a lot of people it happened to us was you know most all the weed that we had grew in the summer is gone, so we're down to one strain, and we've been smoking the same strain for a while now. So now we just the new stuff that we grew and budded some out and kept some for mothers, and you know re regrowing that, taking out a flower and regrowing that for to be mothers now so we budded some so now we're trying some new stuff so that's really exciting so we just tried some feta we tried some big city lights big city lights we tried some what else um the zest and gray skull yeah we haven't tried gray skull yet so that's kind of exciting 
<laughs> you know, you grow it. You know how long it takes to grow it. And then you, you wait and you wait and you wait for that flavor to get to taste that first taste of it. Oh, they, I ran that sus. That was a that was a nice stream right there. That was a nice nice stream. Uh, fruity, fruity, yeah. very nice color and flower there. Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. So, uh, so when so you guys easy. think about your use today, do you think that uh, would you say it's recreational use or would you say it's uh, medical use? And if you kind of agree it's done to the medical side of things, I'm kind of curious uh, what changed it when you're, you know what I mean? What was that aha kind of moment where you were like, you know, this isn't just a get high type thing that, uh, you know, it does have a little medical value. Yeah. So I, I have a real, real world story that, that handles that. So it was always recreational for me and, um, I'm gearing up for a knee replacement in eight days. And um, what I have found is some strains of weed help this pain, like nothing that the doctor could prescribe, like nothing over the counter, it settles it down. But really like we've been uh, working on tinctures and the medicinal qualities there for pain killing. And wow, like, you know, you can talk to people about that that would never ever smoke a joint they're like, you got to tell me more about that because, you know, it's not, it's not taking medications that drug companies are putting together. You know, you're just using nature. You were discussing that just last night, to be honest with you, how underrated salves and creams were as far as the medical benefits with cannabis go. And they do, they have a whole lot of tinctures, creams, I, I even edibles, you know, for me, you know, edibles are, they can be a nice curve depending on how you want to ride them, I guess. Uh, it's for me, if I go too heavy and get that, you know, I can get pretty messed up on edibles. And I, I kind of enjoy that, to be honest with you, but it's only <laughs> one day. I can only find that, that comfort in like that first day. And then the second day is like the kind of couch hangover, but you know, I still enjoy a few good edibles and I'm feeling, I, I think that's almost like a healing phase at that point. Day three, same, same amount of edibles, man, the joints are all loose. I'm fucking ready to get some work done. It's like, you know, somebody's went through and oiled up all the joints and fucking, so man, edibles, if I can actually keep them in the house, are man. A great way to <laughs> to keep the pain at bay. That's for sure, for sure. So, what made you guys jump venture into? You know, was it just recently, just with the tinctures and stuff like that? I mean, when did you get curious on you know actually, you know, making edibles and tinctures and stuff like that? Yeah. So, so that, we were doing the butter, and we were we, making. We've been making butter and and. Uh, you know, making all different kind of cookies with the, with the butter. And uh, I don't know. I just, I think we were just doing some research about it. And we're like, let's right. give this a shot. Like, oh my God, when we read about it, we're like, so it doesn't take a, 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 a brilliant person to make it. Like we can throw these tinctures together. Did it with a couple different varieties. Noticed different, you know, different effects from each one. It was really cool. 
really it just started as experiment. And then I'm like, holy crap, my knee pain is gone, man. <laughs> Has there been any one strain? That's what I was kind of gearing to when I was asking which guys you prefer, because I'm sure as you progress with the, the butter and making, you know, cookies and edibles and stuff, you're going to wind it down or have to split it up into like an indica sativa or maybe a fine mix you know nail down a couple strains you really enjoy working with and you know maybe even mix the two or three strains into a, a special mix you know what i mean that uh, you guys have made to your made your own right now we've been very successful we've been out of cheesecake and it seems to be a plant that grows really well for us it's easy to clean which is huge of yeah, course super easy to trim and <laughs> we you know we this thing came up i saw it on facebook that the cannabis festival was going to be in our area so i said you know what can we do here so there those two are drag queens they've been performing together for a while so jerry said well we'll sell let's sell recipe cards on how we make our cannabis cook cannabis cookies so we made these cards up with the recipes on them and to the card, we stapled a sample cookie, which was for the cookie was for free, but we charged $5 for the card. So we sold like 1400 cookies in two days. It was like- We sold 1400 cards. Cards in two days. So it's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> it's a no brainer. <laughs> Plus it was so much fun. We were so high. We just had edibles <laughs> all day long. We shared a booth with a seed guy. We just carried on and sold cookies all day and got everybody so cards. fucked up. We sold cards. Got <laughs> some people so fucked up. It was so much fun. I haven't had that much fun in a long time. I love cannabis events, man. Like that. To be honest with you, you know, I high times at one point I had a cup here in Michigan, and they have it at the uh, Clio Speedway, and. Uh, so they had like the vendors all around and then for some reason they thought this year we're going to have an edible village in the center. And every That was one of the best cubs, by the way. Every, so you go into the edible village and there was, you know, vendors standing there just trays. Ah, it almost seemed like a psychedelic Willy Wonka. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you're just kind of wandering through, just taking everything, of course, and freebies. They're edible. Why not? And man, I remember wandering around in that edible village there for about an hour and a half. And then we decided on, you know, we really liked you know, certain things, you know, some of these gummies were good and some of this and man, we wandered around after all that shit kicked in and ultimately never fucking found anything that we <laughs> liked because we were so fucked up. It was at that point, it was really psychedelic and kind of, ah, ah. <laughs> we wandered around in there for hours just like, where did it go? This place ain't that big. I came back the next day and was like, oh, right there. Yeah, it's a, oh, there, you know, clearing that in. But yeah, man, it is, them edibles can tear you up. But that was an awesome day, man. I, you know, 
I I do I do overindulge with some edibles. I'll be honest with you. It's a good ride. I enjoy that. Yeah, it was so much fun. Have you ever uh have you ever uh took it to like a psychedelic phase in your recipe making? To be honest with you, I mean when you're making edibles and butter, I'll let you guys go first, but I'll share my butter story. You know, as you go through your recipe, you tend to, you know, overindulge one or two batches, found yourself just laced on the couch. How many times have you guys ever got made it to like, uh, you know, where it's psychedelic and you almost like seen shit? You know, it was almost like a good mushroom ride almost. The first time we ever made edibles had to have been like, I don't know, 1999, 2000, somewhere around there. And we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. So we had a bunch of excess weed. So we just crushed up about a quarter pound of weed and put it into a tray of brownies and baked it just like that. And then ate, we each ate a big brownie. And let me tell you, I saw Jesus that night a couple times <laughs> and laid with my phone on my chest thinking, if I lose consciousness, I hope the last thing I do is hit 911 because what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> I think you melted just down the yeah. steps that night. It oh, was I, out, oh my God. I thought I was gonna throw up. I wasn't gonna make it to the bathroom, which was the next room over. <laughs> I didn't think I could make it there. I was gonna throw up. I was so fucked up. So anyway, we didn't- it tasted like hay. We didn't know we were doing, we, we've been making butter. We had no way of knowing how strong our butter is. is we can we don't test it where we're at, you know? We haven't just started doing this within the past year. So we didn't know what we're doing, but apparently our cookies were a lot stronger than we thought they were. Yeah, so we actually uh, gave one to a friend of mine who went to, you know, hang out with this lady, you know, they went to have some fun time, I guess. Well, uh, I gave them the cookie and said, listen, you know, don't eat more than half if you're not, you know, a casual smoker. Well, she ate three quarters of the thing and of the whole thing and ended up going to the emergency room that night (laughs) because she couldn't, couldn't handle it. Uh, Was freaking out, hyper, you know, hyperventilating and and the whole night. And it was, uh, you know, we laugh about it now, that's for sure. But, um, the she <laughs> that's a great question so we labeled the ginger snaps now as the er cookies <laughs> as code would you like an er journey here you are it's funny are they actually still called er cookies like the bin that he keeps them in is yeah. labeled er er trip er visit er visit <laughs> So we keep showing people, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> they were sure. Yeah. We, man, uh, I did take it to a, a psychedelic kind of experience one time with the edibles there. Very naive. With one of my, I just bought me a magical butter machine. I believe it was like my second go in at it. And I just, stupidity, keep in mind now when I, when I tell this story, because it is, it's all home news. You know what I mean? It's all strictly home news. And I like, I like 
potent butter anyway. You know, the last every batch I had made prior it had always been super strong. You know, I, that's, I, I've always been trying to get that the experience that it led up to. And so I make a, a, a nice batch of butter. I'm using 10 grams per stick of butter, which is super strong. Nice bud, too. And then I put it in the machine. I let it do its thing. And I'm straining it out <clears throat> through the cheesecloth. And I don't even think about, you know, butter being almost like a lotion or oil or whatever and i let it strain and then all of a sudden i i i'm like oh there's still a lot in there you know what i mean i didn't there's no way it's so i just grab that cheesecloth and i just start squeezing the shit out of it just squeezing it and then not like yeah i'm not even thinking about how strong the butter is or the fact that it could be <coughs> soaking into my skin <laughs> And, and again, it's just, I'm squeezing the hell out of it. It's rolling down the back of my hands, down my arms. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going at it a few minutes now. I'm like, I'm not giving up. I'm just giving her all I got. And then, you know, I, I clean up and then, you know, I've got my butter aside and I decide I'm going to make some cookies. I don't dilute the butter at all. And it's really strong. Make me a nice batch of cookies. So that gives me about 45 minutes and it starts, you know, I, I feel it a little bit. I don't, you know, I've already been smoking all day. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily associate a nice buzz coming on. And I, I make some cookies and I throw in some mint chips in there. And the mint chips add high, totally hide that cannabis taste. And they, uh, they made them taste like thin mint cookies. You know, I, I've never, I, if you can imagine like a Girl Scout Thin Mint cookie coming straight out of the oven, you know, oh, yeah. So they come out of the oven and uh, unbeknownst to me, I'm like six cookies in again before I even think about what I'm doing. And I, I realized about six cookies and I'm like, oh, shit, I've been quit. So I just kind of stopped, put everything away, and, uh, smoke one more joint. Oof, it's now hit me pretty good. I'm going to lay down. I lay down for a little while. I get up like two hours later, and I am high as shit, full kind of hallucination. I get up in that like so surreal feeling. I feel like I'm not even awake. My head feels like it's like 10 feet above my body. I'm like, oh, shit, I ain't never been this high out weed. And I go in, I pop in the shower, and I fucking, I'm just in there fucking, all of a sudden, that scene from uh, Young Guns, where they're fucking chasing around, and fucking, you see that chicken? And I don't know why, but I fucking, that just does it for me. I fucking lose it. I fucking lose it. I'm in the shower now, fucking about 45 minutes. My kids are downstairs and older. They come up, they're like knocking out on the door are you all right and i'm like yeah yeah i'm all right i fucking man that shit carried on you know that you know having to almost like bite your cheek you know you just feel that gut roll coming on for about four <laughs> hours and i've never been able i wish that somehow i could fill up figure out that milligram to whatever i did but man uh, you know 
some people would probably say that was a bad ride, but I, again, I would, I'd love to figure out the combination of how I did what I did to get there. It was pretty good, you know, mistakenly, but it was a good time. Lessons, lessons were learned. Lessons were learned. <laughs> I gloved up next ball I squeezed. That's for sure, man. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible. I would never do that again. It was, well, I don't know. I don't know. It was pretty decent. High pause, I guess. I don't know how to properly describe that, but it was, it was, I was well medicated that night. That's sure. Yeah. Oh, man. So, how many varieties of cookies do you guys make or edibles? Is it just edibles? You guys do tinctures as well? Have you ventured off into tinctures? Well, we had just the cook. We just got into the tincture, so we just started making those. We're gonna make some tomorrow, some with with some of the other varieties now. But for for like the Canifest, the cookies me. just cookies five flavors because it's a really fast paced thing. You're just passing things across the counter right. constantly, and they're just acting crazy and silly the whole time, and have a crowd <laughs> around around the booth the whole time. No, I think nice. people first looked at us as an oddity, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> those, those are dudes. And then they came over and we were funny and we made them laugh. And I don't know. It was a really cool day. It was a really cool day. So we had, we had five cookies that had cards with them that we made postcards for. And um, yeah, we just like searched Paula Dean recipes because Paula Dean loves butter. <laughs> like any Paula Dean recipe has tons of butter in it. Right? Yeah. So we got one of her cake cookie recipes and just made it our own. Changed it up a little bit and uh, got five different flavors and two huge body size coolers and <laughs> went to the Cannon Festival with 2,000, what did we have? Like 2,200 cookies? Yeah. We spread a lot of joy. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. So if uh, they were in your area and trying to find some cards, how could they get, how could they get a hold of you? So they can go to clanan.com. C-L-A-N-A-N-N.com. Yeah, or you just follow us on social media. Yeah, social media. Connect with us on social media. If you're watching the, uh, you know, say that you're say that you were watching this and, you know, and put that in the message so that we know who you are. Yeah. Cool. Where could they? Uh, where can they catch the show if they want to catch the show? I'm curious. Oh, cool. So we know we're doing the the next Pennsylvania Canifest October second and third. And uh, my, my friend here is working on a couple other dates because there's uh, some in Jersey and there's some in New York as well. Uh, Tim's the only one who works for a living. So uh, our schedule base is based on when he can get off. Because, you know, you well, need, you need two, two beauties. Look at them back there. Well, somebody's got to grow the cannabis. Okay. Somebody's got to grow the cannabis for the cookies, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome that's awesome i hope we, you guys uh, do stay busy and are able to you know get the word out about about your cookies and uh have you guys thought about doing a youtube channel as well 
Ah, we have one. YouTube.com slash Clan Ann. Yes. So Jerry and I also have another business, Woosh Skincare, that we've had for how many years now, Jerry? 18 years. So during this pandemic, um, Carol Ann made commercials for Woosh, and we actually grew our business quite a bit by Carol Ann doing commercials for our business. And that's these commercials are also on that yeah on that channel. Yeah, that was uh, the entire uh, beginning part of our YouTube channel. We 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 credit to Jungle Jungle, jungle fruit. fruit. Tim would come over. We would smoke bushels of Jungle Fruit and be so silly, and then just shoot videos. <laughs> Whatever. We sold a lot, sold a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did. We did. It was. It really was a fun promotion. Whatever. Drag queens are hot right now. Everybody wants. You know, <laughs> I I love my the, my mods this chat, man. As soon as I asked you guys, you know, where if, about the YouTube channel and everything, they had already had the links. As I as you were saying it, they had already had the links in chat. I looked over it. I was like, oh, I guess that was a silly question. Seeing how the links are already right there in chat, I should have looked before I asked. But thank you, mods, Jason, I still I greatly appreciate. It. So, so what kind of uh, medium do you grow? And, and can I ask that? Uh, you guys, well, organic growers outside, just outside organic. No, no, not outside. I use fertilizer. Not necessarily organic fertilizer. Outside, I grow in the house as well. And I've, this year, I've learned how to. I delved into hydroponics. Hooked up with a hydroponic guy in our area, and I've been doing doing deep water right now. I have a lot of things in deep water. I also have a ebb and flow table that's full right now. I have some wedding cake on there, and a lot of banana cheesecake on there. And we have a separate room for flowering. So we're trying to do it. Right now, it's problem is it's, I have like a Noah's Ark complex where I have like eight or nine different varieties trying to grow everything in this space. And it's just too much. So, you know, learning lessons the hard way. Lessons learned nonetheless. nonetheless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we learned we learned that we have a lot to learn. <laughs> but but that there's there's definitely so many people willing to help and and you know it, it's it's been it's been great <coughs> first and foremost joel and jen have been huge helps for us what are you guys smoking on now you don't mind me what is it jerry i think that's banana cheesecake banana cheesecake, banana cheesecake yeah How about you? Smoking a, little, smoking a little twisted TK. Again, a sample that I was sent. Pretty good. It actually, it's kind of weird. This one in particular, I don't know what it is. It, the other one was like more fuely, but uh, I don't know. These cameras never give you a good, good shot. Of <coughs> but I'll try anyway. This stuff, it tastes really good. It's got this, uh, it's almost like a, like a juicy fruit, but it's a, mm. it's not fruit though. I mean, it's kind of fruity to a point, but then it's got like this weird, like 
habanero almost aftertaste to it. I don't know how to describe it, but it's got like this spiciness on the back end. It almost tastes like the aftertaste of a habanero. It's, I find it to be delicious, to be honest with you. I don't know what it is between the fruity and that spicy kind of thing, but it, it's it's delicious. It's, so, uh, how how long has uh, Carol Land, Carol Land been going? Uh, 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 I'm curious. Tell me. Tell Carol me Land, Carol tell Land, me. since 1999. Nice. So, double baked uh, the team. It's the team together. When were you a senior? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. That's Clan Ann. Yeah. yeah. And Double Baked is just, we just came up with that for this business. Yeah. 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 Double Baked is new, but we're, we've been performing together since 2011. So it's been, it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah, it has. And the cannabis detour is so just. Right, <laughs> right. You know, so we have this reputation as pothead drag queens. So we perform a lot in Philly and we'll be walking around in Philadelphia and people will walk up and go, oh, you queens. Jesus, you two smell like weed. <laughs> hey, we're the weed queens. What are you going to do? Mostly, mostly. I mean, I'd rather smell like that. What about when we were so high at the bar in Philly and you lit my purse on fire? We that happened. Of, we had the bar. Um, excuse was me. Was it a dabbing accident? No. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, a poorly placed candle and a plastic purse from China. Yeah. All right. This candle went right up in flames. Yeah, I assume dabbed because I, you know, I always, I don't know. For for way it is way people dab, I'm surprised I don't hear more dabbing accidents. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> the torch and shit. You know that's that's why I asked. I could, and again, I could see the the plastic going up really quick with the dab torch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was dabbing this weekend, and this kid that was in our group. Uh, this kid, he was my, he's my age, he's 29, 30, I don't know. But he, you know, doesn't smoke a lot at all. And we were all just dabbing because we're all casual smokers and they pass it to him and he just hit it like a champ. And I was like, you know, he started coughing and I was like, do you smoke a lot? And he's like, no, I never smoke. I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're about to be on another fucking planet. And... <laughs> Literally within 20 minutes, he was rocking back and forth. He was, he literally looked me in the face. I don't remember where exactly, um, you know, uh, where he's from, but um, uh, Central American country. So um, speak Spanish, that's his first language. And he literally is looking around at the circle and he goes in, in two minutes, I'm not gonna be able to speak English anymore, so. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you know that? And he's like, I just, I just feel it. Like I just, I'm, I'm not. And then luckily, you know, then literally in a couple minutes, he wasn't speaking English anymore. He was only talking Spanish to the other, 
the other two speak the Spanish speakers and they were like translating. It was like that episode of I Love Lucy. <laughs> just go down the fucking chain. So it was it was pretty funny. And then we tucked him into bed. Obviously, that was it for him. <laughs> what has uh, one of your favorite events been that you guys have been to uh, so far? Cannabis related? Either or. Both. Well, tell them about this. So cannabis related, uh, the one we just did is the only one we've done. <laughs> and, you know, the the experience was just amazing. Like, but you guys performed in the synagogue. Yeah. yeah for, uh, for, from a <coughs> performance standpoint, we've had some pretty cool gigs in yeah. the last couple of years. Uh, uh, 2019 was, was World Pride in New York City, which was a big deal. And we got invited to perform. We performed like at a block party in, in Manhattan, which is pretty neat. And uh, yeah, we're regulars on the synagogue circuit of Northeastern Pennsylvania, <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, was just fun, right? Yeah, that's great fun. I think, and then one like our favorite bar spot probably to perform, I think is the Lafayette bar. It's a, a bar in Easton, Pennsylvania. And we were so ripped after a show, Caroline was making powder angels and the makeup powder on the floor in the back and her brown panties. It was quite the sight. I think, I still think you make that up. No, no, I don't. Just like I made up the parrot thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how was the response at the first cannabis event? I mean, it's the can are, is it, was it uh, encouraging enough that, uh, that you, it will be something that you do more often, and you know, it's it's a it's a tough question. I guess I'm curious. I, you know, excuse. <laughs> We're definitely doing it again. I think that it was very welcoming. It was fun. You had mostly everybody was walking by, laughing, um, and you know, and having some kind of interaction with us. There were a couple people that walked by, and they were like. What the fuck is that? And, um, but they didn't come by. They didn't bother us. It wasn't like they were mean, but you could tell that they were mildly afraid. <laughs> I think some people just were yeah. so taken by surprise. Yeah. Like, what? What is in that tent? Yeah. You know, we had a, we had a, a big space. <laughs> we had a, a 20 by 25 foot space, you know, so we had this really big space. And, uh, wow, like, you know. So right, a twenty by twenty-five foot space for four hundred dollars at a counterfest. Yeah. yeah, how can you go wrong? <laughs> we built two right, pop-up right. a ten by twenty and a ten by ten, and put them together. And we had a back room that we could process cookies and cards together, and they could have costuming. It was a sweet setup. Sounds like overall you guys did well. I mean, twenty-two hundred cookies. I mean, that's. <laughs> Plus, a, you know, chance to just get you guys' name out there, you know, yeah. as well as, you know, right. an advertising standpoint, you know, goal. And goal. just to see what the, market, what the market's like out there, what people like, what they're interested in, what they want to buy. Because we never, you know, we didn't know. People were so cool. The whole situation was so cool. The other vendors were great. We met so many vendors. But at, at, at some point, they, they had to come to our booth to talk to us because... 
by midday the second day we were just slammed yeah we right were, we were we were just slammed it was amazing i didn't make it past the porta potty i was only from our booth to the porta potty and back i never even made it to buy a, a, a french fry yeah i'd like to walk around um, to what the whole event was like yeah <laughs> Man, I hope there is just as many events as we can get this year. I know everybody's just dying to get out, man. I know I'm waiting. I, I, I had one one event already this year, and I, for you know, travel reasons, didn't get to make it. But I am not missing anymore. <laughs> I am not missing anymore. Unless we just cannot do it, I am getting out there. I love the cannabis community. It, it is, you know, a very open community. For sure. And I just love getting me out there and spending time with people. You know what I mean? There's there's just something about fat, passing a, a nice fat joint and, you know, being in the moment with some great folks. You know what I mean? And trying different strains. You know, as a grower, I don't go to the dispensary much. The only time I'm up trying other different kinds of cannabis is when I'm meeting friends. You know, and or large events like that, and that's nice to be hanging out with meeting new people and just what in the hell is this I'm smoking? You know what I mean? That's <laughs> the best part of the day. If you ever have that moment, you're like, what in the hell is this? And do you have any seeds or whatever? Can I hook up and get a cut of this? Because this shit is good. You know, that's, <laughs> So if you could book an event in you know in perfect world, uh what state is there in particular state you'd like to, to hit or uh region that you'd like to go uh book an event? Yeah, we're close to New York. New York's <laughs> really cool. Upstate New York is beautiful, right? I'll go anywhere and anywhere. anywhere. I don't know. The East Coast has, has a lot of spots. You know, it a lot depends as well. Where is it where is it legal? Where is it more legal or less legal? You know, where is there so Jersey, New York are recreational now. Pennsylvania is not yet. So who knows? <laughs> I haven't been out of uh, Michigan very limited and I'm hoping to get out myself to like Northern California this year. Possibly Colorado. Never been out that way. I think that'd be pretty cool to see what the cannabis scene was like out that way myself. But man, I don't know, man. It's hard to say doing this thing this last year. I've talked to so many folks. You know, we you tend to live in a bubble, basically. You know, and you're, you don't realize the internet makes things a lot smaller. You know what I mean? You know, and this last year, man, I can't, I've met some cool people all around the world, you know, as far as realizing, you know, the how huge, huge and small the cannabis scene is, man. There you go. Now, I, so basically, you, if you would ask me a couple of years ago, my, my, them would probably have been my answers right there. California, Colorado, of course, you know, top weed places so far. But man, nowadays, man, after talking to people in Canada, I talked to a gentleman from South Africa the other day, Jamaica. Man, it's hard to really nail down, you know, where I'd like to go these days, man. Spanibus would be a cool event. I've never even considered going to Spanibus. But now, nowadays, I'm like, hell yeah, that's, 
Yeah, I might have to put that on the bucket list. That'd be a fun one as well. So, do you think you could ever see you guys as like hooking to yourself at like Spanavis? That'd be a fun one. I mean, you guys, Green Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right on, right on, right. Absolutely, I'll go anywhere that there's uh, a party, a dollar, a crowd, a dollar, and a joint. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact, too. Yeah, that's you have that written down. Yeah, you know. So, is do you have a favorite edible other than cookies? I mean, I understand cookies is is the business currently, but Jerry makes Jerry makes this treat. It's called ooey gooey. That is a favorite. It's yeah. another Paula Dean recipe, but it's so big, has so much butter in it that we just make it for ourselves. Yeah, it's. It's wicked, right? It's like 130 milligrams. Yeah, 100 127 milligrams of portion. <laughs> but so, it's so good. It has cream cheese in it. Yes, and, he uh, yes, he does. So yeah, I'd like to learn, I'd like to learn more uh uh ways to do edible. So you know, I don't I've only worked with butter, but with our other business, we work with coconut oil so i know coconut oil infuses very well too and then that gives you more opportunities that that you wouldn't use butter in right Right. we had so many people who were asking for like vegan treats and gluten-free treats and ours were neither they're like full of gluten and full of dairy full of dairy (laughs) so you know it's it'll it'll be a fun time uh to experiment and and see what else what else we can make and make well it's not really just if you can make it, but you know, you got to make it well so that it, it, it hits everything. You know, our cookies have no can of flavor. Right. There's, we have a lemon cookie no, with no can of flavor. Yeah. People were surprised that a lemon, like a lemon cookie could be not can of flavor. Yeah. And some people say they like the flavor. I'm, I'm okay without it being there. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things I was kind of alluding to earlier when I asked about the, the YouTube channel. You know, I, I could honestly see you guys, and I don't see why you don't, to be honest with, with you, as you, you know, expand on the, the edible industry, you might as well capitalize on an empty market, to be honest with you. Then quite frankly there's nobody fucking doing a, a drag cannabis cooking show right <laughs> exactly you see what i'm saying that's i mean it's a market i don't know you know you might as well as you guys are doing your business you might as well be learning and you know maybe what just teaching it as you guys go along today we're making this fucking edible cake you know or whatever and if the recipe sticks and it's something that you guys like you know i mean it's a void market right there nobody else is doing it and you know it now i mean as far as branding you guys talk about branding and shit i mean if you don't do it now that it's in the ether somebody's gonna jump on that shit Yeah, we you were, were I mean? uh, the first drag queens at the Canna Fest, but we're, we're, we won't be the last. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you, you know, if anything, we opened the door. We did open the door. <coughs> I would, yeah, I would put some effort into that if I were you guys. That's for sure. I like it. Sure. 
it helped build the brand as well. You know what I mean? You see the guys the, doing it on uh, the YouTube there, and then you see them at the event, and then you get to sample the cookies. You know, you get to put the edibles with the show. You know what I mean? So it's kind yeah. of a win-win, really. Right. Constant marketing. Right. It's a great idea. <laughs> we can do it. You know, see that kitchen back there? That'll be the set, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to start somewhere. You got to start the dream somewhere. It's That's only right. up from here, right? That's the way I see it. Yeah. I've had many a tough days doing this, man. A lot of canceled guests and just got to tuck and roll and keep doing it. That's what that's what built this built this show and I've had a lot of fails and you know, I just show up every night and do what I do and <laughs> Yeah, it's all worked out, man. 388 episodes as far as tonight in a row. Well, pretty, I mean, I've had a couple days off here in a row, but you know, this is um, all within a year, shortly after a year. I started this adventure in uh, March 25th of last year. So this is 388 episodes wow. uh, since that point. <laughs> since that point. That's pretty cool. 388. So, uh, do you see uh, yourselves bringing in any new strains in the garden? Yes. yes. Is there anything uh, in the drop list? Oh, we have train wreck, alien, gorilla glue. What else do we have? Amnesia Kush. All the ones yeah. Joel sent. Big city lights. Um, yeah, I don't know what we don't know what's going to stick. You know, it depends on what clones easily goes outside. I'm kind of new at this, so. I know that the cheesecake worked really well, so we'll be putting a lot of that out for sure. But we'll see. So this year, so something happened this year for us, where we are, we're able to get seed through the mail. So I can buy feminized seed through the mail, or I can go to my local hydroponic store and get feminized seed. So, which means I can choose this year not to have mothers alive in my house all year long that I have to keep alive and therefore <clears throat> can't have people in my basement do work and all that other nonsense and can't go on vacation. So I, what I might just do is let everything just go and just figure out what and just start with plant all seed outside, all feminized seed outside. You know, just to have a seed and then have to sex it and then bring it back from flowering to growing again, and then take clones from it. That process takes a while. And you don't always get the strongest plants, but if you start it from a seed and it's guaranteed female, that's a strong plant. I mean, I'm pretty new at this, but that's what I'm sort of picking up so far. That if I put it outside, outside start it from seed inside, grow it inside for whatever a month, and put it outside as a seedling, it's gonna be much easier for for me to do that than to have a mother alive all year long, take clones from it, keep it healthy enough to get enough clones from it, get the clones going. That's a lot of work. You know, uh, for me, I would, the only flaw I kind of see in that is the edible standpoint, to be honest with you, and the consistency of, you know, being able to put out a constant product. Like say right now, 
you know, you're pretty set on with the strain that you've got there, the banana cheesecake. Uh, you know what it's like. You know what the effects are going to be like. So, you you know, you can work with that. You know, right. now if you're popping fems with it, they're going to be somewhat similar. Yay, banana. You know what I mean? You all have that consistency with the clone. And, you know, you will keep some bigger. But if you go fem, fem, fem every time, there will be some ups and downs with uh, the phenos that you get. That's one of my, you know, I've, I've been on beating that drum for a long time now. Because that's what you would think you would expect from fems, really, is like a clone-like experience. You know, every you pop them, they're all going to be the same. But it's not the way it works. You know, breeders aren't working like that. You know, there's certain breeders that are taking the time. You can get some consistency like that. Or more often these days, you know, if you pop some fems, you are going to have uh, a few different phenos. You're not, it's not going to be cloned. So that's something that I would keep in mind as far as wanting to put out like an edible product. You know, you'll want to keep, you know, whatever you're working with and then maybe try to find something similar in testing. And even at that, you know, the, you know, the cannabinoids or the terps, you know, the flavoring will play a part in that as well. That's why it's so hard to be nailed down as a medicine right now, <laughs> because there's so much variation from plant to plant, you know, to phenol. So, you know, there's as somebody that, you know, if I were making edibles i would definitely have one or two that i just love that you know i found were great they have they produce a lot of good oils you know they were a good for his knee you know what i mean you found that you know you've already found that these that one is good for pain in particular now you know maybe you know, work that same recipe with the new strain and see if it like a sativa version, you know, an indica sativa version, a day and a night of that same cookie, you know, that's, that, that's, you know, but I would definitely, you know, be work, keep that, that one strain aside, at least if you're going to clean out the garden, at least pass a couple little cuts or somebody, you know, why you take your vacation and come back. Hey, can I have a cut of that back? <laughs> Firing up the garden again. Can I get a slice of that back? I would surely appreciate it. You know, it's there's ways around it, you know, but I would definitely want some type of consistency. And, you know, and, and again, it, you may find that breeder to where you do get that consistency, but it may be tough. To me, uh, when I use the thumbs, I only use them for like blank spots where I just, I have no room to, for the gamble, to be honest with you. You know, I've, I've got three, three open spots in my limited plant count and I don't have time to waste to see whatever. I'm throwing three thumbs down. <laughs> I'm throwing three thumbs down. I don't care if I'm going to take any clones down. It's good. That's where I tend to use the thumbs myself. But, you know, that's the beauty of cannabis is once you find the, the ones that work for you, you know, you treat them good. Yeah, it'll be there for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, they, there's a, the, the saying, you know, you, you get the right cut, the right strain, you know, it changed your life. Buy a house. 
you know, it's and it's very, it's very true. Uh, so, uh, let me see here. Where, uh, so I kind of asked you, you know, that point where it turned from rec to medical, but I mean, as this is where I, this is why I've asked too, and maybe it, I know the main cultivar, cultivar, the grower is not with us, but, you know, for as far as there is, as far hey. as, uh, for me, the recreational and medical thing kind of really changed. You know, at one point I kind of felt that, you know, cannabis as a medicine, but for me, once I actually started culture, you know, growing the plant, cultivating it, that's when I actually noticed the medical side of it, to be honest with you. You know, that's where, you know, the plant actually took on a whole new meaning for me. It wasn't something I just purchased at a store, but it was, a greater journey, to be honest with you. So that's what I, when I ask that question, you know, uh, that's where that's tend to be the that turning point. You know, some people will realize it early on as far as the way it makes them feel, but it tends to be that point in a lot of times. You know, the growing aspect of it. It's I love growing. It. You know, we just we just metal. grow it and we process it to butter, and then we it was farm to table, completely farm to table. We just we just did it. It was like such an experience. It felt like this is the way it's supposed to be. We should have been doing this for so long. We could have been doing this for years. Well, that's me. You know, yeah. It's a great feeling. I encourage everybody to be throwing some seeds in the ground. You know, it is, you know, there's no reason to be even paying for it anymore. You know, it's. <laughs> Overgrow, overgrow, you know what I mean? And it's, it is a great experience to cultivate the plant. Yes. So do you prefer indoors or outdoors? Let me ask you that. Would you, you know, in a perfect world, prefer to be growing indoors or out? I would, well, I would grow outdoors and in the winter I would grow indoors. <laughs> right, right, right on. You know, so I do think you grow indoors now? I, I believe I... Did I ask yeah. that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's going now. Yeah. What do you got going there for lights? You mind me asking? What's it look like? What's the, what is the room like? What are, what are the H? We have two big lights, sodium lights. They're twelve hundred watts each. I have a bunch of small um, LEDs, maybe thirteen or fifteen of those. A couple two rooms. So I have a grow room and a flower room have a flood table, a bunch of deep water buckets, maybe 10 or 12 of them, some stuff in cloth buckets. My mother's in cloth buckets. I think uh, one thing that you'll notice, especially if you go stay to the, the uh, edible side of the business there, that the LEDs would be your friend. You know, I've grown some wire strains and I have the the eight the high pressure sodiums back here, and yes. they they do well. And I have the LEDs back around the corner there, and I can run the same strain from one to the other, and 
that strain under the LEDs every time is more oily, more uh, fatter trichomes, more dense. Wow. And I would think that to be, you know, a plus, you know, as far as if I were going to turn it into edible. I would have never butter. thought that. I would have thought oh, you had yeah. to flower them under the, you know, under the sodium, under the big lights. Yeah, oh, them LEDs are definitely coming. You know, they are surpassed, in my opinion. The only thing that are keeping these ones in my garden right now, to be truthful with you, is they're still working, and I'm that cheap. <laughs> so, what kind of LED? Are you, you have some special kind of LED? Are you using? Are you pushing one <laughs> company or another, or you just? Not, I know, and again, you know, I've, I've got a decent light over here the active grow uh 660 which is an a-bar system you know it, it does good i've got the mars hydros uh -huh. i've got cheap lights over here and all of them are actually producing great bud to be honest with you great. and to be honest i, I i'm an advocate of the, the mid-grade light with you i mean especially at a beginner phase right. you know one of like the the bigger light like i've got here the eight bar 660 it's a great light four by four it can you know it crushes you know but right. there's a learning curve there with it but for the same amount of money that you will put out there for the four by four or five by five tops uh you can go out and buy like three three of the mid-grade lights i'm not gonna say names but they're decent lights i've already said them <laughs> I've already said them. I'm not selling them. You know what I mean? Right. But you can get three of those and have pocket chains to buy the, the tent and you're still under the cost of that, that one big banger light and now you're growing a four by eight and of quality bud and you've increased your canopy size a, a right. lot and saved a lot of cash and you know, and there's still room to mo move up. You could always you know, as you you know take them lights out and put in, in a more expensive light and use them for veg or whatever as you your cannabis journey grows there but man, sure. yeah there's them the mid-grade lights they're they're not like they were you know 10 years ago right. where they were cheap and they're advertised wrong and all that good shit man most of them now are the same diodes that they're putting in the more expensive light it's just more the the more expensive light has more advertising more this that a little bit better driver i'm sure there are their pluses and minuses but if the you know, budget is a factor there's no there's no harm no foul in the big grades right now for sure they could compete every every bit as well as these big lights back here for sure and that's the scary thing about it is you know uh back here in this four this four by eight there's you know if I were to plug them into 110, I'd be pulling almost 30 amps out of the wall because I'm running 220. They're running closer to 17. Now that same 10 over there, that four by eight with the LEDs cheapos in there, six amps, six amps. You know what I mean? You know, the cost of factor there. The, Right, and heat, all that heat's shit. a big factor yeah. for me because I'm in a low ceiling. Yeah, well, that's a, you know, and again, LEDs are happier. That's a nice thing, too. 
you switch over to the LED side, the plant, the plant canopy actually likes it at 85. They're trying to tell you with these, you know, 70 to 80, 75 is that sweet spot. Well, now you switch over to the LED. Now you're taking out again some of that cool factor out of there. You're sweating about, you know, keeping that room cool. They like it a little bit hotter, man. There's there's a lot of pluses to the LED side of things. You know, it sounds like you're already there. You're leaning heavier yeah. towards the LED side of things already. Yeah. Well, it's it was one thing in the winter when it was cold, but now that it's hot, having those big lights, they just produce so much heat. Yeah. I'd almost shut them off and just try the LED side. So, how you guys hanging in uh, as far as the episode goes? I seen. Well, I do remember in the beginning, eleven thirty was late and hasn't seen it that far. I just well, caught a yawn, so it's fair enough to ask. Fair yeah, enough to. Ask. Yeah, Tim has to work tomorrow. All right. Well, guys, I do appreciate your time and coming on. You know. It, you have bought the community another night of hanging out, and I greatly appreciate that yeah, for it's sure. It's been a pleasure. Really, it's fun. definitely fun. Definitely fun. Right you. Well, and this is, well, I one I told you in the beginning that it's a little hard for me to kind of get the rhythm going with a multi-person session. But in the same aspect, this is, I guess, where it comes back and I kind of get the he-he-he kind of back, where I kind of flip it on you guys a little bit. So uh, I got to ask you guys for the soundbite. And so basically the soundbite is the commercial for you guys' episode. So basically, I don't know how you guys want to do it. If you guys want to put it all in the one, it's double-baked. But uh, so basically, what if I were to do it and my side of things, the sound bite would sound something like this. It'd say, Hey, hey, I'm Eagle Gardens and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle episode 388. You know, you can put on join us, check out our Instagram, you can put out whatever you want on top of it, in front of it, as long as you guys got the body of it, which is. We're on fucking talking shit with Eagle episode 388. Uh, and it, that's why I'm giggling because just as hard as it is to interview three gentlemen, it is hard to sync three gentlemen together on a soundbite. So this is why that's why I was kind of like, hey, hey, this is where it flips back a little bit. But it's kind of it's funny. It's always entertaining to see the group soundbite. All right, we're going to nail this. What episode again was it? 388. 388, okay. Let me put it up here. No, just with Eagle. With Eagle. In episode. (laughs) We'll we'll get our shit together. 388. You guys are already better than most. Most of them just like shoot. All right, we're. (laughs) Okay, so. Should we say, what do you want? Hey, I'm sure I am. Okay. I'm yeah. jumping more. <laughs> yeah. We're on talk, fucking talk. And, and then you can say that. Episode 388. And then we'll go. Okay. You can listen to our website. All right. All right. Clear your throats. Clear your
Hey everyone, I'm Sharon Ann. And I'm Carol Ann Carol Ann. And I'm Chuck the Grower. And we're on fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 388. So hey, you can visit us at clanann.com backslash double eight. Or come on and check us out at Instagram, Carol Ann underscore Carol Ann and Sharon Ann Husbands. Sharon with two R's. Thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm fucking speechless. You guys did that. We didn't even rehearse. We normally rehearse a little. That, that was that was perfect. That was do it again. Hey, the next time maybe perfect. Maybe you can be a drop. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I, hey, I've done a it? lot of group sound bites, and they have never, never. When uh, with a one shot and even been that close, that was fuck. I'm seriously fucking amazed that you guys killed it. You guys absolutely killed that song, but thank you guys very much, man. Very thank you. And this this has been an awesome episode. And there's one other thing I'd like to tell you, you guys, before you guys go. It's just like any other guest. Uh, this Zoom episode is open to this invite that you guys got is open to every episode that is labeled the wormhole. Anytime you guys would like to jump into the wormhole and hang out, talk cannabis, and well, it goes in all different directions. Some nights we're talking growing, some nights we're talking psychedelics, some nights we're talking <laughs> psychedelics on psychedelics, and there's some nights where we kind of just venture off in kind of the conspiracy land. You know, it's it's whatever, it's wherever it takes us. And so, you guys are more than welcome to join in at any time. You guys see the wormhole. Uh, come join us. So with that being said, uh, is there anybody you'd like to give out a shout out to? Anybody you'd like to uh, plug uh, one last time? Your YouTube, yeah, we want to give a shout your Instagram. Out Joel and Jen at North Star Genetics gave us our kick. Thanks, thanks, guys. Right? That's right. Great guys, thank you guys very much again for coming on and buying the community another night. You guys are welcome. Come back any time that you like. Yeah, you guys have a great too. night. It's Thanks been a great hard. episode. Awesome. Thanks for having us. No problem. You guys have a good one. Well, you guys, that does round it out for episode 388. Uh, the wormhole will be firing up here in a little bit. If you guys would like, hop on with that. Uh, you guys know the deal. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I'm a living, breathing example of that. Please do something nice for somebody.